Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joycing. Joyce, we, we've made it into phase two. I mean, we made it into phase two last week. It feels like we're really in it now because there's not a lot happening uh, at the moment. Just, just for the week. Uh, I think we're going to go through our first Oscar winner picks here. Read some emails. Get ready for a lot of award shows coming later. You psyched? In the shortest month of the year. Yeah. But... A day longer this year. I was looking uh, at uh, something where some a, a tweet before that was like January is, feels like literally the longest month in the history, and then everything just flies. It, I can't believe it's we're recording this on uh, Wednesday, January thirty first. Man, January really long time. I feel like it just started, and it's also been like ten months. It feels like it's been ten months. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the parallels to 2020. Let's hope we have a better 2024 than we did at 2020. But uh, leap year, Chiefs, Niners. It's a, it's a quadrennium, um, you know, Olympics. Biden, Trump. Can't wait. A lot of similarities to 2020. We need to um, see the NBA schedule in March. Why will that, what will that help us? Because that, that was the inciting incident. Don't you remember? Come on. Oh yeah, Rudy. Uh, who is it? Who is the player? Rudy. Uh, yeah, Jazz. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great so stuff. Then, yeah, and then everything shut down March thirteenth, basically. Tom Hanks filming uh, Elvis and had COVID. Yeah. Great times. I don't want to think about twenty twenty. But you know what? You know, COVID's still around. We we everyone just acts like it's over. Yeah. 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 Uh, so winner picks, Joyce. And any uh, we talked about the nominations uh last week. Great stuff. People are still pressed about Barbie and the snubs. Hilarious. Maybe they're not snubs, according to some people. It's not a snub. Snub doesn't exist. Things we've all thought previously, certainly last year. With Weiler, snubs happen Viola Davis. Every, every year. Um, people, movies are left out. And that's just the way it is. This is this. It's not a participation trophy. It, it's fine. I just love yeah. the idea that this year they're not. I, I just love the, the the word police coming out for it's not a snub. It is a snub. It doesn't matter. It happens. But it like it doesn't like whatever you want to call it is fine. And you could be disappointed, but it it happened. It happened. Like, it it happened. And and that's it. Move on. <laughs> uh. So we'll do our winner picks here, Joyce. I got to say, I got a lot of Oppenheimer. My you first glance down the ballot. Almost. Uh. 
I guess we'll start with best picture choice. It'll be shocked to know I got Oppenheimer winning. Is there anyone who doesn't have Oppenheimer? We talked about this in our column. What would be, what would, what could win other than Oppenheimer? So, like I said in the column, um, Oppenheimer's first, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the top five. I think you can have holdovers, anatomy, um, poor things, and American fiction in any order you want. That's the and five that's the I have. Five. That's the five. <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, I have poor things in second, and then American fiction in third, holdovers in fourth, and anatomy will fall in fifth. I have um, holdovers in second, anatomy in third. And then American fiction and poor things. So but really go. like any order. It would be just a tremendous upset, I would say, if, if Oppenheimer uh, didn't win. And I know people are trying to uh, to make, make the case. Exciting. For, yeah, you got, you know, it's like it's like when it's a blowout in sports, the announcers are going to come up with things to keep it going. And sometimes you have a choke like the Lions and the Niners. And sometimes you don't, just don't. remind me. OK, sometimes you just don't. So I, I guess. I mean, like, there's a world this could have, this could change. We're only January 31st, but it does feel like for best picture, at least, uh, this is as last year at this time, I think we both felt everything everywhere had no shot of losing. There didn't seem like a, a consensus number two. And this year, I feel like the exact same thing. There's just not a consensus alternate. There's no mm-hmm. coda to the power of the dog here. There's a lot of codas. And Oppenheimer is not a power of the dog in the first place. No. But you know what I mean? Like Coda became the move that, that was like There's no there's no established number 2. Yes. And then but the front runner is not something that people want to take down or people don't like in the first place. Right. Like but- it's actually very impressive how even though Oppenheimer has been the the front runner since July really, but it's managed to keep the target off its back because I think, you know, it it was part of Barbenheimer, but it was always number two to Barbie, mm-hmm. even though it obviously was a, a huge success in its own right. And then, you know, that was a whole thing over the summer. And then by the fall, everyone was gearing up for Killers of the Flower Moon. And then people were trying to make that happen. It's like, could this be the best picture winner? Like Marty's back and everything. And I think it was like as high as two overall in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, you know didn't really pan out (laughs) and yeah like it's still been like in first since then and then like other movies are coming and going you know maestro became the villain for about three weeks and then now you know we're in noms and then everyone flipped out over barbie last week not even talking about oppenheimer leading nominations with 13 no one cared it was just like it got 13 likely thing for it to do that's it it's one of the greatest i don't know i I don't even know if it was done as if they were able to it's like the one of the most organic ways to avoid front runner fatigue that i've ever seen is this because like it should have been absolutely just oscar villained uh annihilated and it wasn't because like you just said like all these different things conspired to keep it kind of like and i think also the the strikes helps you because remember they the actors have to walk out of the premiere because of the the actor's strike in july so i think you know that they were promoting it before obviously but it they had to stop promotion for months so they couldn't bask in the afterglow of the success of the box office for a couple months either so it was like we didn't see them for a while and then everyone came out in full force in november 
So it, it is yeah. like the kind of thing you couldn't in, in another year, I think in another time, this would have been front runner fatigued uh, out. But in this year, in this time, no, it just hasn't. And even that, like you said, like the Oscar nominations, it was all about Barbie. It had, it, uh, Oppenheimer didn't even get, you know, it was just like, yeah, oh, it was yeah, like, congratulations Trump. on your 13 nominations. 13 nominations, yeah. <laughs> totally fine. Barbie the most, only, only quotes got eight. <laughs> only one of the most uh, lauded movies in the history of the Oscars. Uh, totally fine. So anyway, yeah. yeah, it seems hard to believe that anything would beat Oppenheimer. And if, as we go, I feel like we could do best director quickly too. I have Christopher Nolan. That one. Wait, honestly, hold on. What What is the odds in Best Picture? Because I feel like it's probably different from what we have. <laughs> okay, hang on. Where are the odds? Like, I'm, I'm sure Oppie is first, of course. Obviously, Holdovers in second. Okay. Other things in third. Anatomy of a Fall in fourth. Killers Killers of the Flower Moon in fifth. Barbie in sixth, and American Fiction in seventh. Our odds have been way. Uh, and then very low on American fiction since the jump. And it just feels totally wrong. And then zone of interest in eight maestro nine and past lives in 10. Um, yeah, I just feel like the American fiction stuff, it's been way too low. It overperformed it's, it's, at the Oscars. Yeah. And I've, I said this also in our column last week. It was like, I feel like people have been very reluctant mm-hmm. to predict American fiction since it won TIFF. And yeah. I feel like any other year, everyone would automatically be sliding in the tip winner. Obviously. And it would be like way higher. But it it took forever for it to break into the top 10 and like Jeffrey Wright and everything. Like it was faster for the screenplay. But yeah, like even now when it overperformed in nominations, it's in seventh. I mean, uh, you know, like Killers and Barbie, uh, I have in six and seven. I have him in seventh and eighth. I actually have zone of interest in sixth and I have Barbie in seventh and killers. in. Eighth. Oh yeah. No, I have, I have zone in seventh. I have Barbie. Yeah. In six zone in seventh and killers in eighth. So anyway, uh, I mean, holdovers make sense as a number two, I guess. But I also think, like I said, I thought it didn't, it could have actually over it. It didn't underperform. It just performed and American fiction overperformed. So I feel like American fiction would have the edge over the holdovers at this point, but I mean, I think it, it's just about if you think Abby is going to have the most number ones and number twos, it's like, what's next? Like, what's going to have a lot of twos and threes? Mm-hmm. And I think all of those four can. Um, like, yeah. I think anatomy is also surging at the right time right now, too. I think there's a so. world where anatomy would be number two, uh, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. I think you're it, right. It got it's everything it needed. So. And it again... It's just I watched it again. Uh, it's it's so watchable. It is just an HBO limited series done as a movie, and it's great time to watch. So watchable, and I think anybody who hasn't seen it, if if it like had been already like streaming in the fall, I think it would have been already been bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now, like like we we already had the fan cams in the fall, right of the Hot Lawyer and everything. Um, but now I think. You know, like uh, Sandra, the the kitchen fight is going viral too. So I think more people are discovering it. Um, but it's always been very well liked across the board. So I think mm-hmm. I think it's like like to maybe like normies, you they might not realize like how strong it is. But I think it's like top three. Yeah, I think know? that's fair. 
uh best director similarly uh, this one i felt like was locked in even before best picture uh nolan i have nolan winning his uh first directing oscar and then i have justine tree in second yeah i have nolan justine yorgos glazer and marty me too that's not what the odds say the odds have justine in last uh rude so rude again again like i think like people just don't know how well liked this movie is <laughs> i also think like tell me if you think this is true uh, people are stubborn and so when they aren't able to like be in front of the pack they're just gonna like penalize you know what i mean like american fiction too and and justine where it's like if you didn't expect them to do really well then you're just be like yeah i'm not gonna do it you know i'm not gonna predict it i'll be stubborn about it like anti-dicting yes them yes but I, I don't, it's like, cause it's like, no one's predicting them to win. Like, I think we all have the same winner, right? So it's like, it's just the rest of the rankings. Right. You know, so, um, but I, I think like part of it is also, she's not a huge name. Right. Um, so, um, but, but I don't think she's going to win this. I think she'll win another Oscar and I think Nolan will win this one. This is, yeah. So what are the rankings is Nolan. Nolan way out in front. Then uh -huh. Yorgos, Glazer, Scorsese, and Trier. I I sadly have Marty in last, but I think it's a very stacked field of directors. It's a, a good list, but I I just don't I, I feel like the other three will have more passion for them than marty would like i think he he has his, his own base too but i think with how it seems like killers is just sort of like fading <laughs> you know and, and and there's just kind of more excitement and support for the other films this was so a popular uh like a, almost used as a gotcha on uh about the snubs where it was like well if you think greta gerwig would have gone in who would leave and I would say Yorgos to me because I didn't think he would get in in the first place. So I, I was wondering if you had to put somebody in who wasn't in here, who would you drop, I guess, if it was Greta or Alexander Payne? If like this is just my personal. Yeah, like that's like I feel like I've seen that a lot. And like this in, along the lines of snubs aren't real. It's like, well, well, well yeah, well, because the thing is, like everyone complaining about that. It's like, OK, if you're going to keep complaining about this, you need to say who would should be removed. Right, I'd happily disrespectful do that. to the nominees. Sure, I would happily do that. Yorgos, I would have moved out for Greta personally, but uh, no, I guess that didn't happen. So, who would you put out? Um, honestly, I would do Marty. I think Marty would be like next on the list, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I know you wouldn't have put Greta in, but maybe for Payne, because I know you were more on him. I wasn't more on him because like I enjoyed the direction. I sure, was more sure. on him because sure. I like I had him in March just because I read the log line. Right, right. So <laughs> uh for best actress choice, this one is uh, now we're getting into some competitive races, I feel like. No offense. It's all competitive, but these are like really competitive. Uh I have Emma Stone winning for for poor things. I reserve the right to change this many times between now and our final picks in March. Uh, but for right now, I have Emma winning, and I have Lily Gladstone in second, and Sandra in third. Um, I have where's this? Um, 
I have Lily, Sandra, or no, Emma, Sandra, Lily, Annette, and Carrie. So I think it, Sandra is like highly competitive to win. I don't think it will happen, but I think it could happen. Um, she definitely needs to BAFTA because she is not nominated as, at SAG, as we know. So. I, so the things that would change my mind on Emma now would be SAG. I guess SAG could still... I still think Lily would maybe win SAG, but maybe not, honestly. I don't actually know anymore. Uh, I, I, I have her in first for SAG. Um, and she seems I don't think like, I've touched my SAG predictions. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like she would win SAG. And if she wins SAG, I feel like that's a great sign. BAFTA, if Sandra wins BAFTA, I'd be taking her very seriously. But I actually still think Emma maybe would win BAFTA. We'll see. Well, so if Sandra wins BAFTA and Lily wins SAG, then who would you have for the Oscar? Because remember, no one has won Best Actress without a SAG nomination, too. I think if that happened, I would probably have Lily winning Best Actress at the Oscars. I so think... there's no, no Emma at all? No. The reason being, I think people really do love her. And if, you know, I could just see that like this, it could renew the movie. Like we said, I think the movie is maybe not peak too soon, but like not as top of mind as Anatomy of Fall is like surging. It feels like poor things had like 11 nominations, but I still think Lily could come back. Cause I think it's, she's actually separate from the movie at this point. Um, I mean, like she is basically all they focus on for their campaign. Like they know it. And yeah. Um, she, like, like we talked about last week, I think SAG is both the easiest and hardest for her because they love a narrative. So that's check easy. They could just go over her like that, but it's hard because her performance is, is just way more subtle than these other ones, you know, and it's not like super baity in your face and there's, there's just a lot more that for not even like the actors in SAG, but like the AFTRA members in SAG to latch onto when they're watching Anatomy or Poor Things, you know, or even Nyad and Maestro, honestly. Yeah, I, I got to say, uh, Flower Moon has hit uh, Apple TV Plus, and I've gotten texts from real people who have attempted to watch it, and it's not going over great, at least in my uh my I don't know uh, a regular person who's seen it, um, but my friend's dad, who hated Maestro, has no plans to see it because it's so long, but he will read the book. I've known people who have watched it and I've gotten texts like, what is, why is this so long? Uh, did they, did they check out? Did they finish it? Was it a struggle? One finished it a struggle and one checked out. Yeah, so I think you also have to keep that in mind, um, like with with the AFTRA members voting too. That's what I mean. So I think- It's not just actors. I think I um, might go to Emma for Poor Things for SAG. I think we could just see Emma kind of rolling through here. If she wins she SAG, win the rest. I think she could win the rest and go all the way. Um, Sandra would be a great win. I just, I'm not sure I could really, I, I think she's really competitive and I don't know if I could pull the trigger on that unless certain things happened. Like if, if, so let me ask you, if Sandra wins BAFTA and Lily wins SAG, who do you have winning the Oscar? Who would you say? Do you think Sandra won the Oscar? I think Emma could, could still win in that scenario. I think all right. three of them could win in that scenario. Right. But I think Sandra would have the best, that would be Sandra's best chance of winning, right? Like if she wins BAFTA. Yeah, because that's her, 
like Sandra and Lily only have one shot to win something else right. because they're not nominated to other thing. Right. Emma can win both. Right. <laughs> um so yeah, like if if Sandra doesn't win um BAFTA and then like Lily wins SAG, then I would say like maybe like she's third, you know, but I don't know. Like that's it's also a different body. Like um Oscar voters clearly love anatomy more than SAG voters, you right. know, or the SAG nomcom at the least. Right. So and then I mean, like, who knows? Like, may- maybe some SAG members are also pissed that she wasn't nominated, you know, and they can't vote for her. I mean, I, I don't think she would have won SAG, but it doesn't really. No. It's such an uh, it's such an easy movie to watch mm-hmm. that I feel like it would have been easy an easy SAG bait to get in there. I, I'm just assuming she that it was not they did not mobilize the campaign for SAG. That's the only thing I can think of because yeah, and she's like, also not a, a huge name right. either. Like she definitely could have gone in, but I honestly I never really seriously thought about predicting her for SAG. No. Like I just knew right away she was not getting at SAG, but she was definitely getting in at the Oscars. I knew she wasn't getting in for SAG, but it does feel like an easy performance to imagine getting yeah, in. Yeah, it's half in English. <laughs> it's most it's so much in English. It truly is. It's like so much in English. Most of her performances too, because a lot of the French is literally just the court. It, like, yeah, it's a word. and then she's like, you know, starting to testify in French, and then she asks. Truly, then it just doesn't even go back. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. She's, but, it's completely in English, basically. The movie yeah. is like 50-50, I would say, maybe, or even I've seen like 60% in French. It's like, it's like slightly more in French, and that's why it was eligible to be yes. submitted. But I would say her performance is mm-hmm. like... 80% English. Yeah, because like she she doesn't know French. So yeah. like her kitchen fight is in English. That's like literally like a plot point is that she doesn't speak French and that yeah. isolates her from these French people. Uh, and it's great um, as a watcher because then you're just like, man, I love this. She's great. Uh, anyway, I think she could win. But um, what about if at SAG, what if like Annette or Carrie or Margot that I just don't believe any of those could I don't believe that. I just I've don't. seen so many people try to suggest that. I'm like, no. I mean, we talked about for Margot, I just don't think there was a lot of pat even me as someone who loves Barbie, I, I just would not put her in like the top three of my favorite performance. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not a crime. But I think people's argument now is like because of the snubs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but even because of the snubs, I would I don't say, think like, they would do that. <laughs> I don't think I would do that. I, I just I mean she's wonderful in the movie. She's so funny, but like I just think like I would not put her at the top top of my list, uh snubs even included. No. Like I I think it's like a good performance. And you know what? Not not everything needs awards attention. You could something no. can still be good and you can yeah. enjoy it and it could exist just like that. Right. Uh yeah, I don't know. I'm not buying them anybody else. I just think it's those three for Oscar and we'll get more clarity as the next like six weeks moves forward. But I'm gonna stick with Emma right now. We didn't really talk about her, but four things are like performed really well, certainly, like in line. Uh and she won she's won other things and she's just won. feels like she's won things well really she won the globe and critic story so she's not like industry but undefeated sure. right now um and, and and you could say like that was like Kate Blanchett won those two as well and then like lost momentum they're totally different races yes and Lily is not Michelle Yeoh and, and poor things is not tar <laughs> correct that's the thing poor things is much more beloved embraced than tar and flower moon is not as embraced as everything everywhere and so there you go 
and then also just the characters they play and then they're the actors like, themselves like their own profiles too right. like michelle yo was this legend like right. everyone knew her and loved her um and that was her first nomination and a lot of people you know had never heard of lily until this season you know mm -hmm. even though she's been around but i don't think a lot of people saw a certain woman no. so marty did though thank god yeah that's why he cast her um, um yeah i think like emma can totally do it and i think um you know like the the argument against her is like it's like gonna be her second oscar i'm like so what like they don't care i don't i don't like, think they care and i will say like i'm more i'm obviously made way more into this like the subterfuge or whatever than you are but i was like last year it's not the reason Kate Blanchett lost, but she definitely yeah. got like dinged when she gave her Critics Choice Award speech and that nobody watched because nobody watched that show, but enough people watched that were like, kind of like, eh, didn't really stick that was That was enough for like film Twitter to ding her. And but, like, that no was one, enough, no I real think, person watched that. <laughs> but that was enough. Industry people definitely did. And I think film Twitter, industry people maybe take cues from film Twitter. I just think the general tone of that, I didn't no, even think no it was bad. Online is not real. It's a little real. And I think like, it's not real, but it's a little real. And I think that definitely, like, it didn't cost her a victory or anything, but it definitely, like, changed the tenor of the race. That, that was as real as Jane Campion's Critics' Choice speech being taken out of context on Twitter as well. And people but that thought- made, That became a story, though. That was that also became a story, and then people thought she would lose. I'm like, she's not fucking losing the Oscar. She didn't lose, but so, again, I'm just saying, like, these no, things I, but Here's the thing. If Kate had won last year, no one would be talking about this. But because she had lost, this is evidence for people who are like, see, I knew she was going to lose because of the speech after she gave it on January 15th. There were reasons why she lost, certainly. Like we said, like- There were like way a, a lot of other reasons why she lost. But All like, I'm saying- This is easy ammo for people who were not predicting her to win to use against her. The and reason there's no proof either way that it affected anything. There's no proof, but there's no not proof, I would say. No, uh, but it's also like, it's it's so minuscule in the whole, entire realm of things that it's like, you can't, like no one remembers that happening. And people remember it, Joyce. Like, We're talking about no it. No Twitter remember. remembers, like we remember, we remember a lot more things than the industry does, okay? Maybe true. Uh, the reason I brought it up is because by contrast, Emma Stone, when she won her Golden Globe, which was a surprise, not an industry award, uh, Oh no, I'm sorry. Was it? Globe, what's oh, not a sorry. surprise? I mean, Critics' Choice. No, no, Critics' Choice Award. I forgot the even Critics' Choice Awards exist. Uh, when she won that uh, and gave her speech, she was very gracious to Lily. And I think that was like a good moment for Emma in terms of like, people were not mad that she won. They were like, oh, we're happy she won. Okay, but people weren't mad that Kate won either. It was just her speech that people latched on to. They were mad after she won because she didn't appear gracious to win. Yeah, but like the win itself, they're not mad that she won. They weren't mad at the moment, but then when she gave the speech, I think they were. That's all I'm saying. They're not and like, think... no. And the thing with Emma is like, we already knew they love her and the performance from the Globes. Right. And they so, love her. I'm just saying, like, I think that was a good moment for her. And we'll see if it carries. And like, no one remembers that. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, for best actor choice, this one I'm torn on as well. I've got Killian Murphy winning though. Uh, and then Paul in second. Paul's first in the odds and Killian Murphy's in second. Then somehow Bradley in third, Jeffrey Wright in fourth, and Coleman in fifth. But I have Jeffrey Wright in third, Bradley in fourth, and Coleman in fifth. 
Um, I have Killian, Paul, Jeffrey, Bradley, and Coleman. I, I reserve the right to change this too. Uh, I feel like Paul would probably still could win SAG, but also why wouldn't Killian Murphy just win all of these awards? I guess that's what I just keep coming back to. Like they love the movie. He's the whole movie. Like why would he not win? He's the titular role. Um, I, I've had Killian since the summer, <laughs> at least like since Oppie came out and I have never had any good reason to move them out of first yet. So I'm just going to keep him there for now. Like we haven't had BAFTA or SAG yet. So I'm like, I don't see any reason to put someone else in first. Like I never had Bradley in first. Like I've always just had Killian this whole time. The, the most likely scenario, I guess, would be Paul wins SAG, Killian wins BAFTA, right? Would you agree? That seems like- Which is probably. what everyone thinks will happen, so. And even if that happens, I'm still like, again, comparing it to last year, it's a different race because I think Brendan Fraser had like a big comeback kind of narrative that people really liked. And Paul has never gone away. And he's a beloved actor who's never won an Oscar, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he would just win an Oscar to me, right? We've seen they're not that sentimental. They're sentimental in terms of like people in a comeback part or like in a, but they're not sentimental and you never won. We ne we'll give it, you know, eventually a win an honorary Oscar or something at the very least, right? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I love him. I love Paul Giamatti. Uh, he's great in the movie. Definitely the best part of the movie to me. Um, but yeah, I just think killing a win. It's the, why I just don't understand why Oppenheimer, like Killian Murphy would not win for Oppenheimer. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. Yeah. Um, he, and it's a great performance too. Mm -hmm. I, I like, I don't really understand. I feel like there are people who just don't want him to win, which is fine. You know, like you don't like his performance. Okay. But the excuses that people come up with of like, that his performance is not emotional enough. I'm like, I think it is. Like, he, he's not chewing the scenery or anything, but, like, his performance still makes you feel, right? And I think mm -hmm. that's what you need to connect to the audience. And Oppenheimer does that. Like, people always say Oppenheimer's cold. I'm like, it's not. Like, it's not, like, warm and fuzzy, like, how a lot of people describe the holdovers, which also Alexander Payne has pushed back against. Yeah, you but know, he should watch his movie, maybe, but, because it is warm and fuzzy. Like, Oppenheimer is still uh, powerful. And, it like, it's just, like, I always, like, just think about the last image and, or, like, the last scene, really, in the last lines. And, like, people come out of that wanting to talk about it. Like, it's not uplifting or anything. Mm -hmm. It's not feel good or happy. But it's still emotional because it's, thought-provoking mm -hmm. and you don't it you, you might feel bad about the state of the world but it's it's not leaving you like on a complete downer it was like oh like I can't believe I just sat through that like that fucking sucked like right you know um like what a waste of my time and that was a terrible ending like people like that ending yes so it's it's not like your traditional it's not like a coda but I, I think it's wrong to say that it's cold. And so like the other thing I was thinking was like everything, I agree with everything you said. And I think Oppenheimer is, it it's not cold at all. The emotional, Paul Giamatti make you cry in holdovers, right? Like I think that's what people really like. That last scene when he's like trying not to cry and like, you know, whatever. People like that, okay. But I was thinking too, like in terms of best picture winners, we haven't had like a movie. Tell me if you agree with this. 
it's okay. obviously you might not I, we haven't had a movie like Oppenheimer win in a while right like certainly like that kind of like biopicy great man big movie with like a lead actor carrying the movie win so I'm looking at the list and it's like Birdman won in 2015 that would be kind of like at least similar to Oppenheimer and like it's about a guy right like just basically and Keaton lost best actor but he lost to the biopic right that was Eddie Redmayne the, the Badier performance yeah. And then 12 Years a Slave won Best Picture the year before. Similarly, lost to the biopic, Beatty biopic, which was Matthew McConaughey, right? Like over She Would Tell you for. And then you go back to like the artist before that and John Dujardin won. You go back to like the King's Speech before that, Colin Firth won. I, I just am like, I don't know. I think this is like, that would be more like this. There's no, the Paul Giamatti is not, Eddie Redmayne or Matthew McConaughey, I would say. You know what I mean? The movies yes, are the, not similar. The role in his film is not that. Like, Killian has that role. Yes, exactly. And it's not, like, super transformative or, <laughs> like, you know, Matthew um, or Eddie in their films. Um, you know, he has, like, minor prosthetics at the end, basically, right. when he's old. But, like, and, that's it. But it's still the biopic performance. And it reminds me truly of the artist year because like that was like a year Clooney could have easily won in an Alexander Payne movie doing like an Alexander Payne thing. And it was like, you know what? No, we're just going to, we the movie we loved and we're going to pick the actor in the movie we love. And I feel like that we're going to see the same thing happen here in the end. Um, And that was the last time Best Picture and Best Actor lined up, which right. I like early on in the season, people also use that against Killian winning. Yeah. And I'm like, but because also at that point Bradley wasn't first in the odds I'm like okay but that's happened more recently than someone directing themselves to a best actor win yes <laughs> I, I I just feel like we're gonna this is like this is like the artist here that's how I'm viewing it I'm like that was like a steamroller movie in terms of like what it won and so is this and I just feel like there's no reason that he'll lose yeah like I think they can split um BAFTA and SAG um I also wouldn't be surprised if like Paul won BAFTA either but i i i think killian will probably win that not because he's irish because you know like colin farrell lost last year but i think bafta also likes those types of performance too like the biopic performance like mm -hmm. austin butler won last year mm -hmm. you know it was like and then the year before people were like oh benedict cumberbatch will win because he's british and they still went with will smith biopic performance right you know yeah, I mean, I just think exactly right. I think we'll not, the biopic has an automatic leg up in this. It just does. And Oppenheimer is, while it's a lot better than, certainly I use biopic now to be like, this sucks, you know, shorthand for bad. But uh, it, it is still a biopic. It just happens to be a great one. So I think it'll be fine. Um, And then I, I feel like Paul is just in first, like, again, I love Paul Giamatti and I'll be very happy if you want the yeah. Oscar. But I feel like he's in first now because he won Critics' Choice. Yeah, and people are like, oh, here he comes. And like we said, he'll win. I think a lot of people think he'll win SAG. Even I mean, I think he'll win SAG too. But I still think Killian will win Best Actor at the Oscars. So. I, I mean, yeah, I think either of them can win. And Paul has four SAGs. Mm -hmm. So three individual. So, yeah. And, you know, it's like he's like the classic like beloved 
actor you know like not like a super huge star but everyone loves him and knows him and he's been around for like 30 years mm-hmm. but you know kelly has been around for like 22 years you know he's not like a new he's not like austin butler again another bat it wouldn't be like a great comp where it's he's like not new and people love peaky blinders right so um next up is supporting actors i feel like we could burn through this and supporting actor without as much uh ink spilled or m- words spoken i have devon joy randolph winning i'm sure you do as well yeah um Davine, and then I have Jodie Foster in second. Wow. And then Emily Blunt, and then America Ferreira, and then Danielle Brooks. I have America in second, and then I have Emily, Jodie, and Danielle. But I don't think it's going to matter. Because of Barbie? Yeah, I do. Uh, and then supporting actor, Joyce, this one I feel like, again, another good night delights, maybe. I have Robert Downey Jr. clearly winning here. I have no doubt that he will win. Uh, and then I have Gosling in second, and De Niro in third, Sterling K. Brown in fourth, Mark Ruffalo in fifth. Uh, I have RDJ, Ryan, Sterling, Mark, and De Niro. Um, so this is something we talked about once in our column, like, months ago. But with supporting basically locked for these two films, Holdovers and Oppenheimer, that was the other thing people were trying to play Oscar math with. It's like, can it pull another acting win for their films in Best Actor. So it would be holdovers like Best Actor, Supporting Actress, or Oppie, Actor, Supporting Actor. Right. I mean, right now I would say it's going to be Oppie, but if holdovers... And you know what? Every 10 years we get um, Actor and Supporting Actor going to the same film because 10 years ago it was Dallas Buyers Club and 10 years before that was Mystic River. So we're due. Um... Adapted screenplay. This one I find really difficult, uh, and I want to go to any no any one of these nominees I can make a case for. But I'm gonna st- I'm gonna have Oppenheimer winning for now. Then I have Barbie, American Fiction, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest. I'm not ready to put Barbie in first just yet. Do you really think it could win because of its snubs? I do think that would help, but I don't think it is gonna win. I think Oppenheimer will win. It's just, it. why, again, like, I'm sure, I don't know what you have, but I was like, if it's going to win Best Picture, probably, does this, but then I'm like, is Nolan going to win three Oscars? But I guess he could they and probably will. Care. Like, in Yadu 2 won three for yeah. Birdman when yeah. people were like, oh, they could split it between, yeah. like, him and Linklater yeah. and Wes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's between American Fiction and Abby. Mm-hmm. And I currently have American Fiction in first. I would love to see it. It would be so great. Um, and then I have Abby. Um, and then I have Four Things, and then Barbie, and then Zone of Interest. Uh, I'd love to see American Fiction win. Make the case for winning here. Um, it could it could just be the consolation prize that we've seen time and time again. Mm-hmm. Or a Best Picture also ran. You know, a well liked film. You know, it's not going to win anything else. Like this is really the only category it can win. So. I would maybe feel better about putting it in first if it wins SAG. Because I think, like, again, like, I still think people are underestimating it. And I don't think it even needs to win SAG to win this. I think it would help it win this because I think well, it would... obviously, like, every win helps. But I don't yeah. think it needs to win that, too. No. To win it. Um, I, yeah, like, I, I mean, I had Oppie in first, like, throughout phase one um so like i can see myself going back there too like i I, there's no consensus in this category either 
No. Um, and you're going to have a lot of people predicting Barbie. Yeah, a lot of people are going to think the backlash will help Barbie. And I do not subscribe to that idea. I actually thought it would hurt it, personally. Yes. <laughs> um, not because like the Oscars don't like to be told what to do, but I also think it looks incredibly uncool. Like the thing it, is, bad vibes. It's I, I, I don't think they love the movie that much in the first place, and I, I think, you know, like this is already a, a competitive category. It was moved to from original. I mean, I didn't have a winning an original either, but mm -hmm. this is even more competitive than original. And I, 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 I feel like. You know, if the backlash were also just normal, like normal reactions to snubs, it's like, oh, that sucked. I wish I got in. Moving on. It'd be fine. And I don't even think people would be suggesting like it it could win as because, you know, like they were like Greta and Margot were snubbed in director and actress. But because it was so loud and aggressive. And again, like, I don't think a lot of industry people pay attention to the internet and like Twitter, but with like Hillary Clinton weighing in on it, like that, I do think they notice. And that's just like completely out of control. And I do think like, they don't like being told how to feel and what to do. I, I, I don't know if they care about that that much. I think that's like overblown, especially based on what's won recently. Cause I think they've shown that they actually do care what, like they do like to be told what to do based on like some winners recently. Mm, no, but I mean, look at some of the best picture winners we've had. But I, that, I think that's more of them like liking it. Like if they listened to the internet, then green book would have never won. No, but would have any of these other movies that won would have won. Do you think parasite would have won? Do you think I think that's just them liking it? That's just like I mean, I predicted Parasite. <laughs> so I was like, it was just, you know. I, I think they're, I think they're fine to be pushed around, but I do think the Hillary. It's incredibly uncool to get a a tweet from Hillary Clinton. I would say that was just that was just. I was like, it's over. Like, that's it, a, that's a death. That's the death now. That's too much. It was it was it was just confined to the internet, like yelling at each other. That's one thing. Yeah, but with her also weighing in i'm like that they will notice for sure and not like it yes like, like that's and like and then on top of like i i also just don't think they they love it that much anyway barbie you know? well certainly not as much as like oppenheimer or even american fiction based on like where it was nominated even though it has less nominations so i think it would be like, great if american fiction won but it's like like Hoda won this and i would have given it to any of the other four nominees that year but that was also winning best picture like barbie is not winning best picture the reason i mean i think like that's why i think american fiction needs like something to get the visibility up a little more to get the whole academy here to like be behind it um that's why i'm not ready to predict it yet but i do think it's it would be a great win and i could see it happening well what do you think will win at bafta because coda won that at bafta and that was when i was like damn they like this movie <laughs> coda won that at bafta but after it won at sag right mm -hmm. but so, the, but that's adapted screenplay no i know but i'm saying like that was really the only like the reason like we said like bafta didn't go for coda so it won at sag the industry was like the momentum was building and then of course it just won there because where else was it going to win basically right like yeah but like troy won they could have just taken care of it with troy that's it 
they didn't yeah, they didn't it, need to give it adapted screenplay as well that's what i'm saying like troy was already set like it was after sag but it was like he was already set like you didn't need to give the two awards i mean i but, think like, they, that was they, just like the industry loving the movie they like they're just all in on the movie they loved it so that's why I mean, like, I think if it wins, if American Fiction wins SAG, I could see it winning here, but I would probably just go Oppenheimer adapted screenplay or maybe all of the strangers even. I don't know. At BAFTA, I don't know if like all the strangers win. I mean, like, like American Fiction got in there at, at BAFTA, which that was its only nomination. It didn't do well in the long list um, expected, but it, it didn't get Jeffrey right into after. So just got, I don't know, like, I can see it, like, at BAFTA, I can see being Oppie or Poor Things. I mean, Poor Things would make sense, too. That's why, I mean, I just think, like, Oppie's gonna end up winning this. I don't know. I think American Fiction needs, like, a little bit of a, like, a little bit of push. Yeah, like, I can just totally see Oppie sweeping, Yeah. like, writing and directing. Yeah. It's definitely more of the tech film, but it's also talky and, and writerly, too. But also all the people are voting, right? So all the tech yeah. folks are going to lay Yeah, but I'm saying like it's not the type of best picture winner where it wins director and not screenplay. Like right. it could definitely win yeah. screenplay along with it. Uh, and then original screenplay, I'm I'm all in on Anatomy of the Fall. I think you are as well. And then I have The Holdovers, Past Lives, May, December, and Maestro. Um, yeah, I have that same order. Most people have that top two. Uh. I think Anatomy's got this like locked up personally. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'd be pretty surprised if it did not win. And it's also the only um, uh, script that like, I think it's, it's winning BAFTA. So basically uh, with like WGA delayed and everything, and also a ton of ineligible scripts too, like kind of irrelevant. But because like Justine won the Globe and like she'll probably win BAFTA also Autor Arari, like if they win like at BAFTA like they're gonna be the only ones like winning this category, mm -hmm. you know. So the visibility is a big factor. Um, and and like this is also a place to award it, and it's to. the strongest. Of these nominees, it's clearly the strongest nominee because it's got editing and directing and an acting and picture. And Holdovers has some of those, but not directing. So, yeah. And like, I, I don't think they they think of it that way. It's like, oh, I I need to vote for this somewhere else because I'm not going to vote for it in like best picture or something. But I think when when they do look at the category itself. um. They, you like I think most of them would just gravitate towards anatomy if that was one of their favorite films. Right. You know, it's like, oh, Oppenheimer is not here. Right. Like I can vote for it here. Um, and then like this category, um, you know, they like auteurs. Mm -hmm. And Alexander Payne did not write the holdovers. Mm -hmm. As we know, I don't know how many more people know that. But um, the last person to win this category who did not direct the movie as well was David Tyler for The King's Speech. Yeah. 
I'm not going to bet against it. I'm not going to go cold overs here. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but I think it's just between those two. Uh, for cinematography, Joyce, I have Oppenheimer, then Flower Moon, Poor Things, Maestro, and El Conde. Same. Not much to say. It just feels like this is uh, where it would win, clearly. Yeah. No offense to Rodrigo, but uh, seems like Hoyta will get his Oscar here. Now, costume design, Joyce. I've got poor things. I don't feel good about it. And then I have Barbie, Oppenheimer, Flower Moon, and Napoleon. Um, I don't feel good about this or production design. So I'll just tell you right now for both of them, I still have Barbie. But that's only because of my Barbie is Black Panther 2.0 theory. What are the odds that these split, these two? I think they definitely can, but then it's like, which one would you go with? So I think the Barbie costumes are amazing, but I also think they're just like not going to be they're taken just... as seriously as like the costume gown. Like it, the period well, yeah, costume. Yeah, because they're recreations. Yeah. Of... And I just feel like that's going to be, like that could be the part reason why. And I think production design, I actually think Barbie really should win, but I'm actually not sure it will, but I'm probably going to predict it there and not costumes, but maybe that's stupid. I should just predict it in both spots, like you're saying, and hope it wins one. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, this is, like, again, like, Yorgos Lanthimos versus, like, a huge blockbuster cultural phenomenon. And last time, the blockbuster cultural phenomenon won both of them. Um, but I do think, like, Poor Things is flashier than The Favorite in, in both categories i think like the favorite had you know uh more ornate gowns but poor things has greater variety i like, think favorite has true. bigger gowns and i think barbie and black panther black panther has way more at least outwardly obvious like creative yeah costumes. like those those costumes are um, incredible and Barbie has really cool stuff, but at the same time, it's like there's a whole scene where they're wearing painter smocks, right? So it just is like, are people going to, like, are you going to take this seriously versus poor things in the category? And when you're, like, if you're, I don't know. I, I actually don't know. They, I, I don't I, know. So <laughs> I'm going to go why, I'm things. just like, I'm not going to think about this anymore. I'm just going to do double Barbie for now. Okay. So we'll get, I, I'm going to do Barbie in production design, but I'll keep poor things in costume. Uh, for film editing, I have Oppenheimer and then Anatomy of Fall, Holdovers, Poor Things, and Flower Moon. Um, I have Oppie, Anatomy, Poor Things, Flower Moon, and Holdovers. Uh, another one for Oppie. I just have Oppenheimer just steamrolling yeah. here. It's crazy. Uh, makeup and hair. This one I have maybe an upset. I have Poor Things winning. And then I have uh, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Golda, and Society of the Snow. I'm thinking it could win Best Actress in here for, for makeup. Um, I also have Poor Things. So this reminds me a little of Babylon score race last year, where it's like, obviously Babylon like was the favorite for like the whole time. And great score, awesome, big, score. biggest score, most music, like all these things. And then when push came to shove, the movie that the Academy just liked more won here in the category, right? Like with All Quiet. Yeah, and it's that. And also like it, like just look at Willem Dafoe. The <laughs> and so I'm like with Poor Things and Maestro, now Maestro has more Oscar nominations and certainly did better overall than Babylon did. But 
I get the sense it's the same kind of thing where there's not a lot of enthusiasm overall for the movie from the Academy. And so would it win here or would like a really big time nominee that has potential to win at least one or two more Oscars? Why wouldn't it win here basically is my thing. So, and you're right. Like the Willem Dafoe transformation is amazing. And yeah, there's just like a lot of, like, I think Emma's look is like really unique and like, obviously a lot of makeup in that as well. I don't know. Um, I was also thinking like, what if Oppie just wins this too? I mean, it could, I have it in third. I just, am like, I don't, I think it's a little too subtle based on what they've had win in the past. It's yeah. I mean, like I, I have it in third too. Like I'm not going to put it in first, but I would not be shocked if it also won this. Um, yeah. I feel like we, like everyone just kind of locked in Maestro from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think this has anything to do with like the controversy about his nose. Like no one cares, but yeah, like I think poor things is the stronger movie and it also just has more obvious Mm -hmm. makeup as well. So I, I think it, it could pull it out. Yeah. Over it. So I don't have mice from winning anything. No. And I think most people have, it winning this as it's and that that's why i feel like it's like babylon because it's like well it's not gonna win any like why like they didn't love it you know what i mean like it's just is like i think when it's the whole academy voting in these maybe it was just the makeup ranch like it would have won but we have everyone voting like i think poor things would probably have the edge so like the last two years the makeup winner won elite acting right. award because it was the whale and tammy faye um and then the year before that was uh, Ma Rainey mm-hmm. winning, which did not win an acting award. And then before that was Bombshell. Yeah, that's why I've got a, I got Emma winning, not just because of this, but I'd be like, it'll this could be thir- three years in a row with that. Um, and then production design, like we just talked about, I, I'll, I'm going to stick with Barbie here. I actually think it has a better shot at production design than costume design, but I guess it could win both. And maybe I should just predict it in both. Then I have Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Flower Moon, and Napoleon. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're like an anti-Barbie person, you would say like it's the, the Mattel stuff in the office is bad. But I'm like, the Barbie Land stuff is so good. If, if it wins, it would just be like all the Barbie Land stuff. Which is incredible. It's incredible. It's just incredible. I mean, like it is really well done. And I think it's more impressive than Poor Things, which, you know what? I've seen kind of before. I've not seen like Barbie Land before rendered in that fashion. And I've seen the stuff in Poor Things previously. You know, it's not as unique to me. I mean, I've seen Barbie Land, you know, as like my playhouse when I was a kid. So right. Um, for score, I have Oppenheimer. Then I have Flower Moon, Poor Things, Indie, and American Fiction. Um, I have Oppie, Flower Moon, Poor Things, American Fiction, and Indie. Uh, I think there'll be a nice. People are really going to be hopeful for, I mean, Robbie Robertson is a posthumous nominee and like there's an affection for him there, but I don't see anything stopping Oppenheimer here. No, uh, but yeah, there are a lot of uh, hope dictions. Yeah. For Robbie. Um, for song. I got Barbie, what was I made for? And then Barbie, I'm just Ken. 
and then American Symphony, Flame and Hot and Kills the Flower Moon. But I'm really close to I'm Just Ken here. I think overall it'll end up being what was I made for. But I actually think most people actually like I'm Just Ken more. And I think it could be one of these things where they're just like, eh, what was I made for is going to win? I'm just going to put my favorite and then I'm Just Ken wins. Um, I have what was I made for and I'm Just Ken. I think most people have that as... Yeah, and that's the top two in the odds. Like I said, I think that could easily happen, but I'm also like, I think if you ask people, most people would say I'm just Ken is their favorite better song. Um, I don't like I don't know how much they're thinking too deeply about this category. Certainly based on past history, they're not thinking deeply about it at all. So like I think they're I think they're definitely aware of both songs because I think they've seen Barbie. I'm like past years where it's yeah. like do we even know if they've heard the song um well, a lot of them are credits songs so but i think they've they've heard both of these songs and i i don't like i think they could just be lazy and just default to billy yeah so I, it's a great I, song too i don't want like billy stands to come for me i really love it but i just think i'm just can't it's like it's just all time one of one of the great songs um how mad will the internet be if I'm um, just Ken wins, because then it's like, oh my God, Ken's song won an Oscar. I don't think people would be mad. I don't know. I, I think they'll be like kind of thrilled actually, because I think people like the movie, like the song a lot. One of my favorite things about the backlash was that people were trying to like villainize Ryan because it was hard for them to find a villain in this scenario because yes. it was so easy to poke holes through all their defenses. Yes. You know? And it was just funny to me because it's like when this movie came out in July, all of you were calling for Ryan to win an Oscar. There was a break where I saw people being like, if I was, uh, I, I love when they, uh, I love when we're so, uh, so uh, socially conscious that we infantilize the women who make the movies. Seen that oh, with yeah. more things. Mm-hmm. Saw that with Barbie. I saw somebody being like, I don't even remember the tweet, but it was like, oh, Margot, when, when Ryan Gosling pitched, I'm just Ken, Margot Robbie. Oh yeah. Like, she just said him. no. I'm like, do you, this like, is what the- do you think happened here? And also, Greta Gerwig fought for that sequence to be included. Truly, in like, I, I just love the, I love when we infantilize women like that. It's so Like, incredible. Margo was his boss. It's just an incredible, just an incredible, uh, incredible stuff. Being so, uh, yeah, Mar- Margo, his boss, had no control over what was going in the film. It yeah. really makes me, it makes, uh, to quote another Greta Gerwig movie that I love, it makes me laugh, Joyce. Uh, it's great. All, all of, all of the harebrained, defenses for it were amazing so uh best sound i have oppenheimer then i put uh dead reckoning part one uh in second maestro zone of interest in the creator but i think oppenheimer will win this pretty easily i have oppie zone maestro mission impossible and the creator and then for visual effects joyce i do have godzilla in first i think i i i forsook it on the uh nominations but i'm back in then I have Guardians, Creator, Dead Reckoning, and Napoleon. So I did initially put Godzilla in here just to like fill it out and move on. Um, but now I have Napoleon. Wow. And then Godzilla. And then the Creator. Um, and then Guardians and Mission Impossible. Why why'd you go with Napoleon? Because it's the prestige movie here. It's like, there's no best picture nominee here. Like, remember I said, if poor things made it in, I would just predict poor things. Mm -hmm. And I think 
Napoleon is the is the the most that feels like a best picture nominee. I, I think you can make it reminds it me of when when um first man won this over I, Avengers Infinity mm-hmm. War. <laughs> you know? I think you can make the case that Napoleon was like eleven or twelve for best. It picture. got three nominations. It got these craft nominations. Were not like super surprising. Um, but I I do feel like it it you know and like the visual effects are kind of subtle like they're not very obvious ones like Godzilla obviously you know but um yeah I I feel like they could just go with what feels like a best picture nominee but wasn't interesting uh for animated feature joys this one I we have an email about this later uh that we could read but I'm not gonna read it now but I have Spider-Verse winning and then Boy and the Heron and I think this is gonna be pretty competitive down to the Oscar night but I'll stick with Spider-Verse for now. I have Spider-Verse. I, I just, I think they don't really think about this. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say Spider-Verse underperformed though. It, it underperformed if you really wanted it to get into score. Um, but they, they also don't really nominate animated films outside of the animated feature film category a lot like some of them have gotten screenplay but uh a lot of them don't usually get into these other craft categories so uh for doc i have uh 20 days in maripol four daughters eternal memory bobby wine and to kill a tiger bobby or bobby bobby uh international film this one pretty easy. I have zone of interest. Uh, without an enemy to fall here, I hope John. I hope if Jonathan Glazer accept when he, he thanks France maybe uh, for this win. But he's not winning it himself. It's really I know, but he does the speech. The country doesn't go up there, and then I'm putting the whole country England up there. on on behalf of the United Kingdom. Thank We'd you, like Frank. to thank France. France, uh, take another L. France, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> thank you. We, on behalf of the UK, thank you uh, because this would have been the easiest. Anatomy of Fall in the history of Oscars. Now it feels like it's the easiest zone of interest win. So this is also this ensures that Zone will be an Oscar winner. Yes. Not for Jonathan Glazer, but the film itself. Right. And then so those this will be another Best Picture nominee that can win an Oscar. Um for animated short, I have Letter to a Pig, and then more is over, 95 cents is uh packet Pachyderme, or however uh Jack Quaid said it, and then our uniform. I have the same. I'm I'm just really debating between Letter to a Pig and War is Over. Letter to a Pig, I think, is a, a Holocaust, right? About about the Holocaust. Yeah. So I'm gonna lean there. I know, but like one of my theories is also like a great title, and then like War is Over. Yeah, true. Yeah. Documentary short. I have the ABCs of book banning. That's first in the odds as well. I have Last Repair Shop, Nine Eye and Wipo, Little uh, the Barber of Little Rock, and the Island in Between. Um, I have Nine Nine Wapo, Last Repair Shop, Barber, ABCs, and Island. Wow. So tell me about why you have Nine Nine Wapo. I think I'm between that and Last Repair Shop. Okay. I think um because like it's like heartwarming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, just you know, grandmas and like, did you? I don't know if you saw their reaction video to the nomination. Adorable. So, I think it's going to start streaming on Disney Plus in a week too. Yes. Um, 
And, and uh, the director just had a big uh, Sundance yeah, movie. Sundance, yeah. Uh, Sean Wong. Um, and then I I think Last Repair Shop like checks a lot of boxes too as a winner. Um, I feel like ABCs is just in first because people just see the title and it's like that's why i have it in first and i also wonder if that's how people will vote for it because nobody likes book banning right that's like a good boogie uh yeah and i know i just said like a a good title helps but i feel like it needs to be also kind of like interesting and exciting or like funny you know like my year of dicks right true i I might go to 99 ypo by the end i guess we'll see and then live action short joys i have henry sugar but I'm not convinced. And then I have Night of Fortune, the after red, white, and blue, and Invincible. I have the same, and I'm not like convinced either. So I got a lot of heat in the comments on our YouTube uh, video because I you said mentioned this last week. Henry Sugar wasn't any good. I just don't love it, and I just wonder: Do people really? Obviously, the answer is yes. It got an Oscar nomination, and like, but are people like super passionate about this movie? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and like, is this where Wes Anderson is literally going to win his Oscar in the short film category? Yeah, I mean, people people have won Oscars in shorts, you know. Riz Certainly. Um, I I don't know. I mean, it's definitely the most seen of all of these for sure. Yes. I um, but I don't. I also don't think um, like they they would default. Like last year, people thought like you know because Alfonso Cuarón produced um, like Papile, like they thought like locked you know because it's yes. alfonso right like no um here's so- here's what i'm wondering and i see this a lot is like people are including us i have it in first you do too uh just seemingly like well here's where wes anderson's gonna get his oscar can't wait we could cross him off I but mean, i'm like i has- didn't put it in there because of that but i know that's people's logic that seems like the people's logic broadly if you uh, you you accept it i think most people have done that and i'm just like They've never shown they actually like Wes Anderson or want to give him an Oscar. So why would they, why would now be the time? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's, it's like Bradley Cooper. I actually think you if he directed a short film and was here, like you could argue that they actually would give Bradley, like people like Bradley Cooper, the movies that he's done, the performances, he's lost these races that he's lost for like defensible reasons. But I'm like, Wes has never won and easily could have won before. And I don't know. I just don't think like, I'm not sure. Like you were saying before, like he could have won for Grand Budapest, right? Like that was an easy one to imagine. Uh, great film, best picture nominee, like lost to Birdman, right? I'm just like, I don't know. I, I don't know that they really need, there's not a lot of, I think online there's a lot of push to give Wes Anderson an Oscar. And I think in the Academy, there is not. So that's why I think like something like Night of Fortune really could win here. It just seems like right down the, Right to something they would like. Night of Fortune in second, and it's last. Yeah, well, it was last in the odds for the nomination. I know, and I and I said I was like, it's being underestimated. So, I I really Um, think it could win, uh, but I'm not going to switch it yet. But I just I'm not sure this is where Wes wins an Oscar. I don't know. I mean, like we could also just be overthinking it, like we did last year with that the Apple Shore with all the animals, whatever order they're in. You know, it was in the cloud and the heron or whatever it was. The cloud and the heron. It was like the, I did the fox, the it. mole. <laughs> I did interviews for it. The boy, the fox. The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Sure, sure. Just the animals. Um, so <laughs> I okay. So everyone can vote for the winners. Yes. Um, we know some people also abstain from the shorts because they don't watch them, they don't pay attention to them. So they they, they do the honorable thing. 
they're like, I'm going to set these categories out. We know this from a lot of anonymous ballots sure. over the years. Yeah. And then we also know some people do watch it and they're like, I, I made an effort to watch these shorts, hated this one, love this one, voting for this one, whatever, this one's going to win, but it sucks. So I guess it's also like, how many people do you think will do the due diligence to watch all of these to make it an informed decision? And then how many people do you think will also set out these shorts because they don't care enough and they're not going to watch them? Right. So I, I mean, I think like if there's enough of that and there's enough of people watching these shorts, like he could probably lose, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm like, I think it's like a false logic to think he's going to win because it's like what, it's like the same reason why we didn't have Strange Way of Life getting even nominated. It's just like, just because it's Almodovar doesn't mean it's going to get in. Yeah, a lot of people just think it's, like name check like they name check diane warren and john williams to nominate yeah not to win but like they but it was just like strange way of life i'm just like that that doesn't it's not like an automatic nomination just because you have famous people right. behind them so and i feel like some of them probably don't even know like who's behind most of these you know mm -hmm. um but i don't know so I so that's that. our those are our first picks choice. Can't wait to revise these in six weeks. You know, Five when you were mentioning Bradley, I was like, we didn't even talk about him at all in Best Actor. Like, I mean, not this, it's not going to work this time around. <laughs> what uh, if he I, wins SAG? People, a lot of people still think he, he will win SAG. Boy, I just, I just would have a hard time believing that choice. I don't know. I just, I, I just really can't see it. Um, I, I truly love Bradley Cooper. Uh, he's like one of my favorite actors still, but I just think this is not it. He needs to do like the departed Argo type thing. I think he needs someone else to direct him. <laughs> I think that's probably true, but I think actually my thing is I think he needs someone else to write for him. Like, well, well, yes. I mean, like he he needs to be an actor for hire in another film, or he could direct himself in a script that he didn't write. <laughs> so, uh, but at that said, he should have won for Stars More, and I'll drop dead thinking that no matter when I will go to the grave. Thing he should have won. I, I don't care about that race. They could just, you know, eliminate that whole category. That was not a great year. That year, overall. So, I mean, seen better years. There, there's, there's been a lot better years. Um, but yeah, I don't think about that year a lot. All right, so we have some questions related to the pod. Emailed us at slugfest at goldderby.com. This one's from our old pal Gina, who we've read a couple of times. Long email, Joyce, so uh, get cozy, I guess. Pull in Alexander Payne and get cozy for this one. Hi, Chris and Joyce. It's been a long road to Oscar nominations, but we finally made it. Here are some general thoughts. Some points are bolded for further discussion, easier reading, because I have a tendency to ramble on. I've had Justine Trier as one of the directors uh, for five months. And when I told people that she could be the female representation for that category, people didn't believe me, implying they'd just settle with Jonathan Glazer instead, none of us knowing that they would both get in. I'm glad I stuck with my gut and my prediction paid off. I'll let Gina take a victory lap there. She, like you, had Justine uh, for months. Uh, we, we, we knew, we knew, so we believe. Coleman Domingo's nomination is so historic in more ways than one. First Afro-Latino and second out gay actor in the category. And while I'm so proud of him, I also feel like a lot of people were quicker to doubt him than usual, especially after the SAG BAFTA noms were revealed. Uh, it gave me some more flashbacks to people dismissing Will Smith's wins the King Richard year. But like Trier and director, I stuck with the SAG vibe and actor and that paid off too. Uh, not only did the Netflix dual noms continue after the break in 2023, 
but the TIFF Tribute Performer Award recipient, Colm Domingo, and the TIFF Audience Award winner, American Fiction, both carried over. Does this signal the TIFF Awards as a developing precursor for the Oscar nominations in a sense, or do we still have a long way to go for that to happen? What do you think, Joyce? Specifically the Tribute Performer. I mean, the way those are selected is like a whole thing. So I think like sometimes that's just like coincidental. So it's not like it's not like it's not like the People's Choice Award where it's like a vote. And yeah. Um, yeah. So those are, you know, they're like the they're like the Palm Springs Awards and the the Santa Barbara they're still giving out awards. I'm still getting emails and tributes uh, yeah. to Paul Giamatti. They, they, they lock down the people to come. So, yeah, so they're coming. Uh, but, but like, we knew about the, the audience award. Like, yeah, ready, that so. one we were hip to. Yeah. Uh, and then the last two points here from Gina. Following Annette Benning's nomination, one would assume that Margot Robbie was sixth in Best Actress. But then who would be seventh? If we're assuming it's all based on precursors, I would imagine Fantasia was in the seventh spot, especially given how Color Purple performed at SAG compared to Fast Lives and Fantasia's jury save at BAFTA over Greta Lee. Either way, I hate that most of the women of color got sacrificed in such a tough category, though I'm cheering for Lily Gladstone until the end. So let's do that and then one more little bullet from Gina. But what do you, who do you think was seven? Um, I don't know. I haven't thought about this. I don't care. <laughs> uh, um, first, you last, as Ricky Bobby once said. I... Uh, I don't, I I don't know if it was Fantasia. I, um, I don't, I don't think the jury save means that much. So yeah, I think, I think Greta was seventh. Yeah, I, I would, I would probably say Greta Lee. I, this um, is why they should release the top 10. It would be great. It'd be so great. They don't even they have to put the release, vote totals. They should just release six to 10 because they didn't get in. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually should. I, I think they don't even have to release the actual vote totals. But I think if you just release the top 10, first of all, make people feel better, right? Because they'd be like, oh, look, like, you know, my favorite got mentioned or whatever. I also think that'll, we're, that'll just make people more mad because then they'll be like, my fave was so close to getting in. I also think we're trending. You're going to hate this, but I really do think we're tracking towards the next five years. Then adding a cat, adding a slot to these categories. No. No. You don't think they're going to? I think they will. No, like it's, but they, like, I understand the logic in Best Picture expanding it, but there is no reason to do it for these other categories because they're really going to have to do it for every single one. You can't just do it for the actors because that's what the general public cares about and is I aware think, of. I think they'll do it for every single one. Like, no, it's like, this is the whole thing. This is why I'm always anti-expanding anything because it's not a participation trophy. Like it's, if you're going to make this into a contest, there are going to be winners and losers and snubs. I knew you would, I knew so you would hate this. People are going to be left out. They're you not. Can't tell me, you can't tell me it's not, you could just see it coming though. Like I could see it. I could see the press release. No, but, uh, but here's the thing. They, if you expand there's still people going to be left out. That's the thing. Yeah, like you can't, That's why you can't do it. I think they're going to do it. Uh, and then the last part from Gina, I think the Academy needs a revamp in the music categories. Many people are fed up with the John Williams, Diane Warren name checks, especially at the expense of potential first-time nominees or better overall options in general. RIP Spider-Verse. How, how, how could they revamp those? How could they revamp Yeah. How could they revamp it? Um... 
I I mean I don't think you can revamp the membership like people just have to die out <laughs> so that's like the uh Michael Shannon quote what was that get at the urn get in the urn about Trump voters or whatever do you remember that interview he did like you I don't like you can't you would just have to revamp the nominating process but I don't like you're not gonna do that specifically for I don't think it's like unique enough they I mean they used to have like different ranking rules um you know for certain categories but I think like the the thing is like nothing is going to stop them from still voting for their friends yeah this was an interview Michael Shannon did uh in 2016 Joyce with Metro there's a lot of old people who need to realize they've had a nice life and it's time for them to move on Shannon said because they're the ones who go out and vote for these assholes if you're looking for the young people between 18 and 25 it was up to them Hillary would be president. No offense to seniors out there. My mom's a senior. But if you're voting for Trump, it's time for the urn. And if your parents voted for Trump, fuck them. You're an orphan now. Don't go home. This is like about the music branch. We're just saying, you know, like the same kind of thing. Dina uh, wants that to be about the music branch. <laughs> uh, next email. Slugfestsignolderby.com. It's another one about the best actress list. Let's see. This is from Guillermo. Hi, guys. Great. Last couple of episodes. And one of the last ones, Joyce mentioned that in order to get nominated in acting, you need to get number one votes. And maybe Margo wasn't number one on many ballots. Could you expand on that? Does it work like the preferential ballot? If let's say Emma got the most number one, would the votes go to the number two option? Yes, on I would ballots? just stop you right now and say yes. That's it. <laughs> yes. You don't need to continue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to waste anybody's time. So. Okay. Uh, bonus tennis question for Joyce. Who are your favorite female tennis players? I personally love Iga and Miss Mer Iga Swiatek. Uh, I don't uh, Iga, I guess, and then Miss uh, M U G U R U Z A. Garbi Muguruza, who um has been on a very extended break from tennis. Okay. Um, I I I like a lot of like I I like Iga. Um. Um, and like current ones, yeah, I like Iga, uh, I like Rubakina. Um, I also like Sabalenka, who just won the Australian Open, too. I I don't mind. A lot of people hate like grunters and shriekers. I don't mind that at all. Okay. So, um, is that like a Monica Sellis reference? Well, yeah, and also like Maria Sharapova, Victoria Azarenka, another fave of mine, Lavika. So, um. Yeah, I, I don't like I like people's games more because I feel like a lot of people like players personalities and I, I do love a lot of their personalities. But for me, it's like about the game and like the well-roundedness of their game. Like I also really like Simona Halep, who has been suspended for wow. like two years because of a doping violation and her case has been delayed indefinitely, basically. Um, yeah. And then like older players, I love like I like I like. Lindsay Davenport a lot because I just like this her ground strokes like mm -hmm. the way the ball comes off her racket like that's one of my favorite sounds in sports just the the noise of a ball coming off racket like Delpo forehands same thing Martin Del Potro like just like there's nothing like it so um Lindsay and obviously like Venus Arena I'm not like a huge huge fan of them but I I love what they've done for the game like i'm not a, a a huge like fan of like the the power players i'm just like all serve and forehand like i like more variety like i love martina hingis too 
I, I know that I know that reference. You know that? You know, you've heard, heard of her? her. Yeah. yeah. Um Venus and yeah. Serena, I know too. They're pretty famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've heard of uh, King Richard? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Whatever happened to that movie? I don't know. What's Will Smith up to? Um there was this film called Emancipation, I believe. I don't, I don't know about that. But Bad Boys 4, maybe? That's this year? Joyce, this one's from David L. I'm going to let him take a victory lap because he's emailed this probably 25 times. Just for you to read this exact same copy? You know, give or take a couple of tweaks. Hi, Joyce and Chris. It's David L. I really wanted to pat myself on the back because I predicted on your show that Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., and Emily Blunt would get Oscar nominations back in March of last year when you both made your early emmy predictions i'm assuming that's us or i guess no and you both doubted me just because of past christopher nolan films even though it's a person-centered biopic which also tends to get acting nominations so shame on you chris and number one oppie stan joyce for not believing me i'm an i'm the number one oppie stan since when what about me why am i not number why one am I, why am what i the, the number one oppie stan what the fuck my question is do you still think boy in the heron could beat do you think boy in the heron could beat spider-verse this year I know it's hard to trust the voters and they can be so lazy in that category, but Boy in the Heron is the most acclaimed animated film since Inside Out. It even made the National Board of Review top 10 list. And every animated film that made it on that list went on to win animated feature. I looked at the IndieWire article of director's favorite films list and many filmmakers, including Joyce's guy and my fave, Phil Hader, is a huge stan of Boy in the Heron. And he's an Academy member as well, so it has a lot of love in the industry. The problem with Toy Story 4 win is that there was no strong competition that year. So if Boy in the Heron wins Annie and BAFTA, it could then build enough momentum throughout the season. Well, yeah, I would say if it wins those, sure. But what if it doesn't win those? If it doesn't win those, I think Spider-Verse. The other thing is, I think Spider-Verse is just better than Toy Story 4. I would say that too, yes. So. Um, but I like I do think they're just lazy in that category yeah. and um I, I i feel like if it was just like animators voting for it then boy would probably win i i also think there's you i don't think you could underestimate the enthusiasm there is for spider-verse like it's not as good as the first one and i'm sure the third one is going to be better than the second one but people just love that movie mm-hmm and so, like, Boy in the Heron is acclaimed, and people might also like that, but they love Spider-Verse. So, like, why wouldn't they pick it? Yeah, and also we've heard, you know, of voters for, you know, if not their entire ballot, but for, you know, these categories, like, asking their kids, like, what they should vote for. And I feel like their kids would say Spidey. Yeah. Though yeah. I will say my daughter loved the... Uh... I'm not a big Miyazaki guy, no shit. But uh, my daughter really loved uh, Totoro. But would she vote for Boy and the Heron? I we didn't even watch it. Oh well, you need to show it to her by next week, and then we could get her vote. Okay. Next up, this one's from uh, Elicio who emailed us at slugvestigolderby.com. Hi, Chris and Joyce. Who do you want to see in the front row of the Oscars this year in spots traditionally given to Jack, Merrill, and Tom Hanks? Who do you think is going to go, Joyce? Well, the nominees will go. So, like, Downey. I think the front row is going to be, like, Downey. Like, Oppie. Like, a lot of Oppie. Probably <laughs> Well, well they, they, they see them in sections, too. So, usually, if it's... I mean, I feel like Oppie would just get a section. It might be a side... Because I don't know if they would do the front. Because the front is usually reserved 
for um like high profile people like you know Meryl and she's usually not part of like a, a best picture nominee <laughs> right you know when she's nominated um and then yeah so I guess maybe if it is the middle section like they could be half of it but I could also see them just being off to like one side and like that's like the obby section don't but you don't think Downey will be up front I could see like the front row being like Downey Margot I think like Robbie. the actors, yeah, like they the the actors will obviously be in the front. Yeah. So, but if you're talking about, I I think he's talking about the middle section. Yeah. Up front, the front row. Yeah. So like last year, that was I think it was like Angela Bassett and like Austin Butler next to each other. You know, um, and it's like they're the only acting representatives of their films, you know, and you get like two different films in there, two in the front, but, um. I don't know. I I don't see because it's usually the actors. So like like Margot Robbie, she'll be there as a producer. She's nominated as a producer. So I could see them putting her in the front, but maybe not first row. Like she could be like second row. Who who of like the non who famous but not in a movie would be there? Like Jack doesn't come anymore. It seems. You think like um, Leo they could put in the front? I mean, I don't like will he go because i could see him not going you know he doesn't need to go he's not nominated i have a hard time believing he wouldn't go i mean he's shooting that pta movie now but i think he'll go he's gonna take the day off <laughs> pta will give him the day off like i think he'll go to the parties a lot more people go to the parties than to the ceremony you think like tom hanks will go mm. I mean, like, if I think he if if he goes, it's just to present. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think about this stuff. I don't care what people said. <laughs> Do you care what people said? Not usually. I care if they go, but I don't really care what they said. Mm. This one is from Ben. Got a few TV ones here, Joyce. So we'll close out with these. Couple about Masters of Air, Masters of the Air. You watching this? the whole thing um my friend called it he because he was watching the screeners a couple weeks ago and then he was like have you guys been watching hunks in the air so that's what we call it now hunks in well the air. maybe this is your friend then this is ben is austin butler actually too attractive for a war drama drama like masters of the air this is a serious question i find it a bit distracting um <laughs> well if you look at the pictures of the real Gail Clevin. Um, you know, he was a, a handsome fellow, but this is definitely a Hollywood upgrade. I think Callum Turner looks more like um, his character, John Egan. But I, I think it's only funny if you compare it to Band of Brothers and The Pacific, where I feel like the casting for those like really made more sense and i i feel like it it did not take the viewer out in the same way that i feel like maybe austin is kind of doing in this case he's a very attractive man he's a very attractive but man. he's very good on it i've watched the whole thing but what i watched i think he's like really good he my my favorite moment is in is the end of episode six that's all i'll say <laughs> this is another one about masters of the air uh, which is streaming on Apple TV Plus. Big Masters of the Air contingent here. 
this one is from Jane. Austin Butler and Barry Keoghan star in the new show, Apple TV Masters of the Air. Yeah, I know, Jane. Jesus. Uh, they received Oscar noms the same year. In your opinion, what do you think the odds that they'll also snag Emmy nominations for this show? I, I, having, I have not watched the whole thing, but I would be shocked if Barry Keoghan got one for this. He's not really a main factor, it seems. Yeah, he's he's not um he's supporting for sure but yeah not not really like a major character i would say it's, it's almost really about like, yeah, it's, he's in it it's it's really like austin and callum yes who are the main guys and then um anthony boyle who's also narrates right is like uh, the, the main supporting guy but um uh, in in terms of the emmys I, limited is very competitive this year well, so, definitely for the actresses, but I wonder for the actors. Like, do you think Austin can get in? Um, maybe. I, I, I guess I'll be curious to see if it's getting going to get like a lot. If people are going to really watch it, his fans are watching it. Yeah, true. I think we know that. Um, the industry, I, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it would be like a fun thing for them to say they got nominated the same year at the Oscars and Emmys. I don't think it'll happen for Barry. I, I would just be surprised. I, you you said you've seen the whole thing. I mean, yeah. just on what I've seen, I'm like, I don't think he's really in it. It just is like, he's not in it that much. No, I, I would say like Austin and Callum are the best shots yeah. for nominations. And then like Anthony Boyle, right. probably. He's kind of like, my my friend and I call him the fake Greg, because he gives a lot, like, Greg vibes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, like, you know, he's, like, you know, he's, he's air sickness, vomits, just, I don't know what you're up to. No, I, I saw that. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's I know, but there's, good. like, something else coming up when, when he reacts funny. I can't talk about it, but, right. yeah. Oh. But, um, yeah, so Austin Butler could be halfway to an EGOT nominee. But... Uh, this one is from uh, Liam. Is it just me or is True Detective Night Country actually just a stealth Mayor of Easttown sequel? There seem it to be is. a lot of similarities. And if you agree, do you see it having the same sort of awards run? The first season of True Detective was famously part of the Meconnaissance. And True Detective Night Country is now part of, part of the Foster-sance. Between this and the Oscar nom for Naya, things are going great for Jody. It seems like an Emmy nom is on the horizon. So what do you think, Joyce? Do you think this is going to get like, I mean, who would get, who else besides Jody is going to get nominated for this show? I mean, they could they could just do the whole cast. But first of all, yes, it is it is like Mayor 2.0. My friend and I call it Liz of Ennis. There are a lot of similarities, and I've seen the whole season as well. And there are a lot more similarities coming up. Oh wow, nice. So, geez, Joyce. Um, yeah, and uh, I I I yes, I think Jody will for sure get in, and I can see. Like, I think Finn Bennett is, like, Evan Peters. Mm -hmm. He's the Zabes of the show, so I can see him getting in. Um, John Hawks and Callie Reese, obviously, as well. Um, they all get yeah. in. Uh, you know, it, I think, I, I like I like the season. Um, and it's kind of, it, this, this week was the third episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's more of, like, a supernatural element to it um but i i think it's the best one since the first season and i'm not even a huge fan of the first season 
I'm not a fan of the show just in general, but I haven't watched the fourth season yet, so I will catch up before we have to talk about the Emmys. Um, yeah, it's it's only only six episodes because the other seasons are eight, so that's one way it's not the same as Mare because Mare was seven episodes, but the True Detective finale is seventy five minutes. So, um, but yeah, the Foster songs. I don't think she won the Oscar, like. No. Matthew did, and Matthew also didn't win the Emmy because they won drama and went up against Breaking Bad's final season. So I don't mean she could win the Emmy. I don't know. That's a tough race. It's limited series. It's gonna be like Kate Winslet, probably. Yes, the regime going. She'll be up against real mayor. Yeah. Um so Nicole Kidman for expats, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah, her like they Brie Larson. It could just be Best Actress winners competing on the Emmys. Pretty formidable. Mm-hmm. Um, last one. This one's from Joanne. Hi, Joyce and Chris. Congratulations on the New York Times article. What will you do with his newfound fame? Joyce, I don't know if you saw this. You know I saw it. Because oh, right, we I texted about you. It. Well, no, uh, I saw it before that because my my friend <laughs> sent me the print version. <laughs> wow, it's in print. I didn't even know it was in print. You didn't even know it was in print. It's in print. No, that's awesome. Uh, New York Times published this weekend five podcasts for Hollywood's award season. And your old pals, Joyce and Chris in there. He with somehow made it? I don't know. Joyce and Chris in there with uh, Little Gold Men for Vanity Fair. Uh, the Town with Matt Bellany, which isn't even an awards podcast. IndieWire Screen Talk. And uh, this had Oscar buzz and us. Suck at all the other shows. It's, that it's, it's an honor to be nominated. I know it's not nominations, but it's an honor. There's five here, so we're in the club. We're not. They're not, not going to expand six. the list. So. Yeah, not number six. Uh, no, it's great. Love the recognition. Um. Yeah. Was that it? That was just the question. Thank that you. It. What are you going to do with your newfound fame, Joyce? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, I don't want any attention. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Reading David L's emails, and uh, yeah. So talking about, Oscars. Talk, talking about my favorite, my favorite tennis players. Yeah. So email us uh, more tennis questions at slugfestigoldderby.com. Uh, next week, Joyce, I think we're going to do some BAFTA picks. Is that right? No, it's DGA. Next oh, DGA. Week. I'm sorry. The following week will be BAFTA. Why, why are you so, you're, you're jumping the gun here. I'm just looking at the calendar. Next week, DGA. BAFTA like- is President's yeah. Day weekend. Yes. And then SAG. And then we'll end up doing the Oscars. Great. I can't wait, Joyce. A lot of fun stuff here in phase two. I'll talk to you then. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus